Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And on a recent episode, we mentioned Victorian mourning, um, which is, of course, a topic of extreme interest to me. <laughs> um, because the Victorians had um, very elaborate and extensive mourning practices, I thought today we would talk about just one, one specific and pretty infamous um, part of their traditions, which is making art out of human hair. Yay. I've literally been waiting for you to do this episode. <laughs> Also, I just had a like skit, skit. That's sketch and skit combined. A skit <laughs> together. Yep, popped into my head of like I need someone to make a TikTok, and by someone I mean us. That's like my morning routine, but it's morning like M O U R, and it's like, like a Victorian it. being like, first I get up and I make a wreath out of my sister's hair, then I put on all black. <laughs> But on all black, I go and get red roses because they seem... <laughs> then I wail for two hours. <laughs> I love it. That's very good. We should new, new make TikTok, that TikTok dropping on the on the Ghoul's Night In pod page. Yes, <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> anyway, all enough right. of my bullshit. Continue. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, no, this is good. We got to make the notes. Got to let the people know. Um, so the practice of using human hair for art or jewelry is called hair work. And, uh, the practice of like gifting or keeping a lock of hair from a loved one obviously goes back very deep into history. Um, hair has had a lot of importance over time. Um, it's kind of like, it's a piece of your body that you can leave with someone. So like, there's a lot of mythology about hair and things like that. Um, I saw a lot of varying reports about how far back hair art goes. Like some places were just vaguely like the middle ages and some people were like <laughs> 14th century, 12th century. Um, but really pretty much every single article you can read about hair art starts with some version of like, the Victorians didn't invent it, but they sure did make it a thing. <laughs> but they sure did go for it. They perfected it. So <laughs> those crazy Victorians. Those crazy Victorians. See, now that's a shirt that we need. We do. Yeah, that's true. We need that. Um, so hair work is most often associated with mourning today, uh, but it actually wasn't just related to death. Um, which did surprise me a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so making jewelry and decor out of hair was considered just like a standard Victorian lady crafting option, like like doing your needlework. Like your mending, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. um, so like ladies' journals of the time would include instructions about how you can make cords and beads out of hair, like special ways and like, like a pattern, like how you would get, you know, a needlepoint pattern. They would be like, hey, I got a great new hair pattern for you. But are they still sourcing the hair from the deceased? Uh, not always. Okay. Um, uh, so I also found out that you could use like a man's hat as the base for your hair art. So like you would use like the top, the flat top part of the hat um, as like a base for, you know, like laying everything out. But if you were, if you were really dedicated, you know, to this crafting, you could get a braiding table, Ooh. which was like a nice little tea table that had a hole in the middle for hair and Tell bobbins why. and things. Tell me why I thought when you said a man's hat, <laughs> I was picturing them like weaving a toupee inside that. <laughs> that would also be very good. 
I was like, like, like wow. those like those visors you can buy that have like the spiky hair coming out of it. <laughs> Literally the Victorians were just like, here, baby, let me just make you a little a little weave. <laughs> little little death hawk. Oh my god. Ooh, oh my okay, goodness. so anyway. A, so a, a anyway. Table. <laughs> yes, um, so I do have some directions for preparing the hair from Godie's Ladies Book um, <laughs> from the 1850s. Okay. Uh, so here are your instructions. Sort the tress, which is about to be used, into lengths. Tie the ends firmly and quite straight with pack thread. Put the hair into a small saucepan with about a pint and a half of water and a piece of soda the size of a nut and boil it for about a quarter of an hour or 20 minutes. Take it out, shake off the superfluous moisture and hang it up to dry, but not near a fire. Sure. When it has become perfectly dry, divide into strands containing from 20 to 30 hairs each according to the fineness of the hair or the directions given for the pattern about to be worked. It must be observed that every hair in the strand should be of the same length and the strand should all be of equal length. And then it tells you about how you can knot the end and put like weights on it and lay them on the table and just get on, get on into it. Man, that's like a, like wig making, like so tedious. Yeah, it's very intense. Yes. And okay. So I had, I had put this in as just like a floating fact um in here but do you i don't know if you remember this or if any of our listeners will but madeline the Mm -hmm. little redheaded orphan girl Mm -hmm. there was (laughs) annie no (laughs) uh, there was a movie where she so like of the animated version there was a movie where she was kidnapped by a mean lady who was kidnapping little girls and making them use their hair to make lace yes and they wanted madeline's fancy red hair and they were all like going blind and I mean, I don't think that, like, the kidnapping was necessarily true, but, like, it was true that people made lace out of human hair, and that was considered, like, especially delicate and especially fancy. Yeah. Oh, I was such a Madeline girly. I had, like, a Madeline doll. I do remember that. Well, isn't that kind of, like, maybe it's not lace. Isn't that kind of the thing in Sweeney Todd? I don't know why I said it like that. Sweeney Todd? (laughs) Sweeney Todd. (laughs) Uh, But they're, like, taking the hair from the women in the asylum. Oh, Um, yeah. I don't remember why but i'm assuming it's something to that nature hair related nonsense (laughs) not hair related nonsense (laughs) hair related tomfoolery hair related tomfoolery and shenanigans um so as we were saying you so you might make hair jewelry as a gift for a dear friend to affirm your friendship um there is also nothing weird about that um it was apparently common for little girls to make each other rings out of their hair as like friendship tokens so that is the most sapphic thing i can imagine i know right (laughs) (laughs) like history will say they were best friends they made each other rings of their hair out of my own hair (laughs) um there were also um examples of like people would make like art that was like a family tree and so you would take hair from each family member um sometimes before they were dead sometimes after and like make like a new flower for your your hair tree um 
So according according to one of the articles I read, the curious Victorian tradition of making art out of human hair, uh, the majority of hair art was for like just kind of domestic purposes. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, it is not incorrect to think of hair jewelry as a mourning tradition because it became hugely popular for this during the Victorian era and was definitely like majorly entrenched into like the elaborate death culture in the Victorian era. Um, a 1856 home journal article called hair work a dearly cherished memento linking us fondly with those from whom we are separated by distance or death uh, so it was really seen as something that was very intimate um, especially in the case of jewelry you know it's something that you'd be wearing on your person or it was something that was decoration and kind of like the private parts of your home it was very rarely like on public display which is interesting because like other victorian morning practices like sure we'll display the body in the living room but that hair right. art we got to keep in private rooms of the home private. <laughs> um i will say so like some some of these hair jewelry pieces are like pretty subtle and some are just like wow that that is some hair um, that so, is some hair that is some hair uh as i kind of mentioned before it seemed like from what I could tell, like looking at kind of the excellent examples, making a chain out of hair seemed pretty common. So like people would have like a watch fob where the chain was hair or like your bracelet would be hair. Um, you also see like kind of like lockets or like a see-through setting that has like actual curls of hair, like kind of decoratively arranged mm -hmm. in it. And that's very obviously like, wow, that's some hair in there. <laughs> um, I've seen there, those where it's yeah. more just like a a shadow box <laughs> yes yes um there was also apparently a fashion for pulverizing hair into paint and then you would paint like a little miniature scene on like the back of a brooch and then maybe the front of the brooch had like a curl of hair in it oh my goodness pulverize so, like yeah like how <laughs> Um, what does that process look like hair doesn't like smash i guess anything does if you smash it hard <laughs> yeah like i would assume that you treat it somehow to like make it especially brittle and then you'd be huh. there were not a lot of details about this hair paint procedure yeah, that's unfortunately huh. um, but it is it is very interesting um and i think then of course one of the things that we really think of when we think about Victorian hair art are these really elaborate like wreaths and decorative pieces of yes. hair. Um, I will put some of those up on our Instagram, um, but they're very impressive and definitely the ones that I think invoke the most like, oh my God, it's hair reaction <laughs> from people. Like I know I'm, I'm going to be interested what kind of the reaction to this episode is because I know a lot of people are like deeply grossed out by this. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I feel like anytime you, like, show, like, hair things, people are just like, oh, my God, barf. Where I I find hair, like, pretty inoffensive. Same, like, yeah. As when it comes to There are to a pieces. lot worse things you could keep. <laughs> I was going to say, when, they're, when it comes to bodies. pieces of someone's body, like, hair, I'm kind of like, whatever. But I will say, I, I mean, mean, I honestly, you... I find that less disturbing than, like, ashes, right like and not and not to say that those are bad but like no to me, yeah but that's... if you were if you were weighing like which one is right weirder. to me i'm like yeah i would rather have like a, a a beautiful framed piece of hair than your body in a jar <laughs> <laughs> like that's to me just a personal preference i mean i don't know if you and i are also somewhat desensitized to sure. this because i i 
I believe that I believe that as a fellow vintage lady, um, you have probably also saved your hair for oh hair related purposes. Yeah, the the comments <laughs> I got on one of my hairstyling videos because I was talking about like making a rat. Yeah, and people were like, "You did what?" See? I see people are really grossed out by <laughs> hair that is not attached to your head, and I'm like, "What? What?" it's just it's my hair it's here and like it's one of the cleanest parts that would be detached from my body i don't really see the issue with it yeah no i uh i i i agree with you but that's interesting if you have a uh, an issue with hair tell us about it (laughs) what 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 grosses you out about detached hair specifically i'm curious beware of our instagram because i am (laughs) Post pictures of hair art. <laughs> there there um, will be hair. Yes. Uh, so these kind of, if anyone's not familiar with them, um, this generally hair that's twisted into like flowers, shapes, um, pinned into place in kind of a big shadow box. Uh, sometimes there'd be like beads or like little seed pearls as decoration. Um, and apparently you would just, you generally would keep that open at the top. So you could just continue to add more hair to it. Like as people past or anything else you could just keep on building those so they do get like incredibly elaborate over time yeah I, and uh, although oh sorry go ahead oh i i this is possibly slightly off topic but there is a, a gal that i met through a person here in in my area that does the most incredible hair art you've ever seen currently and uh we will have to show her art because it's the most elaborate she made like chicken talons out of hair uh her name's Anne grim parsons on instagram if you want to see some really freaking incredible hair art but anyway continue (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is this is just a sidetrack because you mentioned it did you ever go to layla's hair museum no where's that so it's Sadly, it's closed now, but it was in Independence, Missouri. Really? And so when I looked at it, because I, I remember that was like my first introduction to hair art. Is It was like a travel channel special of like bizarre whatever. And it was like the, according, it was, you know, proclaimed to be like the only museum of hair art and hair work. And it That's appears crazy. to be closed now. But I, when I looked it up to talk about in this episode, I was like, oh, this is right by mid. That's literally, yeah, 15 minutes from yeah. me. That's crazy. Yeah, it was, um, she was a, co- I think she's alive, but I mean, she she is a cosm- was formerly a cosmetologist who was just like very into hair art and had like this incredible collection of I hair pieces. I, yeah. I have become very interested in the idea of having a very specific museum yes (laughs) (laughs) like i just went to the the ouija museum in salem and like that person that runs that john has found his calling like that is such a specific interest i want to have a weird niche spooky museum yes layla bring back the hair museum bring back the hair museum please i want to go all right uh so Although this was primarily a women's handicraft, um, it did it was popular enough that were shops and professionals um, that you could also buy hair jewelry from. Um, my favorite, one of the sources, showed an 1854 mourning bracelet from Tiffany & Co. Oh. Um, that had a gold and diamond face and then like the chain was hair. What? Um, That's so cool. Pretty cool. 
So like a lot of things from this period, hair work really fell out of fashion um, with World War I. It was, you know, such a major cultural reset. Everything just kind of changed at that point. Um, it also, uh, Queen Victoria herself died in 1901. Um, so that kind of coming out of end that of the era, era a little bit. <laughs> end of the era, <laughs> end of the, you know, like 50 year long mourning. Um, and as history went on, you know, obviously today we can have photographs and other pieces uh, to remember our loved ones. So the need to like keep a physical part of their body has become somewhat less. Um, and hair jewelry has kind of started to be seen as just like bizarre <laughs> and a, a relic, a relic of the past. Uh, but I will say that despite this, um, when, when our first family dog died, I asked my mom for a tuft of his fur to keep in a locket. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. And I, and you've she, always she... been a weird little, a weird little kid. I love that. I have. I can't say that I ever made anyone a ring of my own hair from, uh, <laughs> when I was on the playground, but honestly, if the idea had been floated to me, I probably would have. Well, you know, that would be a great opportunity for us to bond as show hosts together as we can Ooh. just send each other some uh, rings of our own hair. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I was looking at this article in Victoriana magazine that was like showing like the braiding tables and they like re, you know, publish some of the like descriptions. And I was looking at it being like. I could make art out of there. I hair. could do that. I bet I could do that. So I don't know. Stay tuned, friends. You might see some some hair work coming from Snark Industries. In Snark Industries. Well, I mean, do you have a uh, do you have your your rats and thing from when you had green hair just going to waste now? You can use some of that. Uh, right. I'll just have to you know get my piece of soda the size of a nut and boil all that hair. That made me laugh. I was like, which nut? That could really right. really really change depending uh, on if it's like a peanut or like a cashew that is so that is so the way of like all these like victorian recipes they're just like a dab the size of a nut and you're like what does well, that mean <laughs> that means nothing <laughs> I, oh my goodness i'm very like fascinated because i've only ever i guess i it makes perfect sense now thinking about it but like i never uh thought about the fact that like people were wearing <laughs> yeah the jewelry like i mean uh lockets with hair in them and things like that yes but like when you're talking about the tiffany bracelet where the chain is made of hair i could never be trusted to wear that like <laughs> that that has to be so extremely delicate and then i'm assuming like it cannot get wet it cannot like like how how... I would assume not. Although, like looking looking at them, they do look like fairly brittle. So, like, I'm not sure if there's like some kind of like treatment that you put them through the hair through, a apart from like the soda ash, like after you've like already braided it to like kind of like I don't know if you seal it somehow, because they I mean Dip the it fact in that arsenic it, <laughs> yeah the fact that it's still they, all these things like still exist today you know do show that like it's fairly long lasting and that's one of the reasons that you know people picked hair in the first place as sure. a memento like it does one it, it it will last a long it time does be lasting. yeah it does it does you got that hair you see all those mummies that still have hair so oh yeah that's wild man but yes that is my my exploration into the world of hair work just just dipping our toes into that victorian morning ocean that Dip we will those toes. continue to dive into 
as we go on, but I hope you, you enjoyed uh, this little sample. Uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug once more. Anne uh, is doing, so I, I just found out about this. I, I It's amazing once you like start, like how other spooky people just start coming out of the woodwork, you yeah. know? Um, and I'm finding out about all these events in Kansas City that I never knew existed. So if you're from Kansas City, apparently there is a like craft bazaar that happens in the Union Cemetery, that historic cemetery in downtown Kansas City. Um, and it's happening, I think, on May 13th, uh, the evening of. And that uh, Anne, that does the the hair art, is going to be vending there. So if you're mm. in the market for some fancy hair art in Kansas City and you can't go to the museum anymore, apparently, uh, check that out. Because I'm, I'm excited to see some of her work in person. I'm, it's really like the most crazy, intricate thing I've ever seen. Oh, that sounds delightful. Maybe she can teach us so we can make each other rings. Yes. <laughs> we, need to ex- we need to exchange hair rings of, of podcast devotion. Yeah, that's how you know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you did have a fun time hanging out with us, we would love if you would give us a rating or a review on your podcast app of choice. Um, Spotify actually has a new thing now where um, you can answer, you can tell us how you liked an episode. It gives oh, a, like nice. a little question um, and we can post those if we want to. So feel free uh, to leave your comments there. I've also been occasionally putting up a, a sassy little poll on the Spotify episode. So you could vote on, for example, last time we voted on what color of funeral flowers you would like to have. Uh, so we'll see what we put up for this one. And I do believe we have a review that we can read today. We do. Um, this is a five-star review from Gano Girl titled Fun, Even for Frady Cats. <laughs> <laughs> While I don't consider myself a fan of all things spooky, these ladies make me a believer. Love listening to them chat while I go about my day and often find myself laughing out loud as- alongside them. My favorite episode has to be the spiders one. Yes! <laughs> as I find myself rattling off some of the fun facts about... Uh, I found <laughs> Fun facts found there on the regular so glad i could bring you some spider facts that makes me so pleased you gotta uh, have some spider facts <laughs> spider in facts. your back pocket <laughs> thanks for letting me in on your fun and keep up the great work ghouls yay thank you yay, thank you glad we could uh glad we could provide that's i've I, i've had a lot of people message us uh me or the pod saying that they've been able to like whip out spooky facts in situations because of this podcast and that makes me really happy because we want to make you the weird friend in your group right i feel like like 75 percent of my reason for listening to podcasts is so that i have sweet fun facts that i can i can you know bring out at parties same same here you go now you've got you've got some hair facts hair facts hair facts (laughs) Uh, So if you would like to follow along and see some beautiful hair art, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Ghoul's Night in Pod. And if you are looking for me, you can find me at Penny Snark. And you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And until next time, good. good.